This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dally Boys of What Culture. Michael Hanfrock, Michael Sidgwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by the Dadley Boys to look ahead to Dynamite tonight, and I suppose technically the go-home show for Dynamite before Blood and Guts. Yes, we are going to save that discussion mm-hmm. until the end. I will obviously give who I think it's going to be, who I think they've clearly roadmapped who it's going to be. And I think that the general consensus online will be a score draw, shall we say. Yeah, I think so. I'm not as um, stressed about who's possibly going to land on the heel team as I've seen a lot of other people are. I think there's like quite a... There's more interesting narrative stuff there than just, oh, he's got a bloody buttons off in the bloody match. Yeah. But yeah, I, like, I think this main event... Assuming it goes on last, but this big match on this card, I think, is one of their like the last. Uh, we're kind of the last guys to desperately ask for your uh, affection <laughs> yeah, before yeah. a week before we're putting ourselves in the big match. Uh, I think it'll work, but we'll get there. Yeah, there's other contenders as well. We should say. Aye. Uh, let's start. Including one baffling pitch that I saw online recently. Ooh, Ugh. I'm intrigued by that. No, you know. Oh. Um, <laughs> let's start instead then with the uh, blind eliminated tag tournament semis. Uh, we'll start with Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Two established tag teams. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a bit weird. I understand why they're doing it. There's history with Orange and Daniel Garcia recently. Sammy and Darby have great chemistry. Yeah. It's proper capped at just do mad stuff at a mid-card level. It doesn't feel like main event stuff, but this does, this match doesn't have to. So I think it'll be really entertaining. It'll be wild. Um, Darby and Orange are just a fantastic tag team. Like, my tag team dream feud in AEW right now is not a continuation of Young Bucks versus FTR, <laughs> even though I would love that as well. It's Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen versus the Sex Gods. Oh, my God. And we're getting three of that four uh, tonight. And so. not a bad replacement for Jericho in there either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing the dance. It's just in the Garcia dance. No, this match will be really, really stupid in a good way. Yeah. And well crafted. It's gonna be one of those like uh for lack of a better word, like those everything AEW matches mm. where they're quite exciting, well really exciting, really creative, never feels up its own arse, never feels masturbatory. Um Darby Allen's just got this knack for doing these really exhilarating dramatic matches and then Cassidy can be there to do some party stuff. Um, I think this should be absolutely tremendous. I don't know who wins this, to be honest. I think um, Derby Allen Orange Cassidy win. Advancing to... Because I see them in the final against either team in the other... In yeah, the other side. Like, this could open, couldn't it? Because it doesn't give away the other semi yeah, result. I think those going in... Like, they feel like... Well, I was going to say natural winner of the tournament like this, but it's because they're a tag team that have survived... Like the random draw and ended up together, but yeah, I think um, 
them in the final against either team just makes for a slightly better final. And especially, um, you know, Jericho's wrestling on the show and kind of he's at a crossroads in his relationship with both of these men at the moment, isn't he? And Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Garcia has never wanted more to please Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho still wants the sex gods to be a thing. But he's starting, was it after Forbidden Door? He's like, how oh, is Sammy? Get your it was last together. week, basically. Yeah, yeah, like the you could have spoken to me and all that kind of thing. So I think when they lose, following Blood and Guts, probably, will be when Jericho will maybe, he's going to call a meeting, it's going to be the, uh, the, the the trial of the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> like there, where like, he kind of like makes his choice about... Kind of less guys to do trials. <laughs> <laughs> one has to stay, one has to go, something like that. Are they going to like have to compete for his love or something along, because they've lost like in quite embarrassing fashion in a tournament that he would have assumed they would have gone right the way to the final. Yeah, not even to the final. Yeah. Not even to the final. I No, I'll go with that. Uh, in the other match, it is new best... On, the, fr- on what side of the bracket? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's new best friends, MGF and Adam Cole, fre- fresh off celebrating Cole's birthday, and another, I believe, in the interim, we hopefully we'll get a video package on the show as well, another bro session... Uh, against Brian Cage and Big Bill. This is tremendous. Sorry, I want to talk about this first. He always gets WWE stuff first. Yeah. So, I'm get AEW so stuff you're saying this is like WWE stuff because it's so goated, is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying that. I don't want to come second all the time. I'm best. First. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah. Last week, I was a little bit lower on the tremendously entertaining MGF and Cole stuff the most because it did feel like more lightweight material after the Pillars stuff never really felt main event worthy. Yeah. So I thought, you know, it is getting a little bit... I miss MGF versus Punk, basically. This is just sublime. Like, the way that they have... This is the closest AEW has got to deft dovetailing booking in ages. And it's kind of much better and tighter and purpose-serving than whatever the hell the elite are doing right now. And don't worry, we'll get into that later because I'm getting knocked. <laughs> um, so you've got the idea of MGF has realized, hang on, this guy's got my number and I was seconds away from losing. What I need to do now is to bury him. I'm going to say the same thing tomorrow. I need to reduce him in size mm-hmm. figuratively and literally. And he's saying, oh, you can't really do, you can't bench that much at the gym, Adam. Or, you know, you've got a terrible, skinny body, Adam, and all the rest of it. The two perfect opponents to... Yes. I know it's at random, but for MGF to say, I can't really do anything. We need to do the double clothesline. We need to do the double clothesline. So they're probably going to advance to the final. And at the same time, MGF is going to say, look, maybe we should be friends because you wouldn't have done that with that body against Big Bill all by yourself. But together, we can beat people up who are bigger than you and that sort of thing. So there's loads that can do after the fact. In the meantime, in this blind eliminator, which I'm much higher on now that my heart is gone, <laughs> is uh, established, like, people for years, like, people since 1983 have tried to make the road, road Warriors and replicate that success. Yeah, demolition, great. Everything else, not good, remotely. You've had people try and do a power tag team like Steiners, for example. No one's ever quite done it until 12 minutes of Rampage Bliss <laughs> on Friday. Big Bill and Brian Cage. Not only do they serve as a great symbolic way of advancing the Cole versus MGF rivalry, they could simply be a great tag team in and of themselves. They were so clever last week to tease the idea that they could do a double clothesline and then not deliver it thus preserving the anticipation and the hype for when they do do it this week. And it makes perfect sense that they'd need to do it against Big Bill, who just the general um, essence of whom warrants that button. That tag team's amazing. I've got the highest of hopes for this match. People, they're already like a cult favorite tag team. Like people, a few who watched it anyway, were in love with that Rampage main event. There was a collective agenda on Twitter saying, make them a tag team. Mm -hmm. Like, please, they're fantastic. So I'm in love with all of this, and I think this match will absolutely over-deliver. What's funny is that this is going to be more story-based. Um, I don't think the action is going to be as good as the Rampage match. I just don't, because I don't think that's going to be emphasized. I don't. I think they could obviously do it. It's MGF and Cole. They're both fantastic. They'll have a different sort of match to the Rampage main event. 
which if you haven't seen it because Rampage has understandably gone off your radar, right? You kind of have to watch it. It's awesome. Matt Seidel in that match oh. was absolutely incredible. Um, that one was more action-heavy. This would be more story-based. But my God, it'll get reactions out the ass. Um, I don't think it's the best gate in. Is it Saskatoon? Well, I haven't looked yet earlier this week. This Canadian tour is starting to feel, like, exhausting. I've yeah. got a dig at Canadian listeners or, indeed, these Canadian crowds. Travis is, is goaded. Travis is yeah. goaded. Like, and... You know, there's Saskatoon, a Saskatoon. kinship between, I think, Canadian crowds and British crowds as well, and in our tastes. Last week's Dynamite crowd were white heart mind. Yeah, I just, like, I think I'll be glad to see the back of this tour a little bit. I, think, this this is like, I think this is another, like, sub-3,000 gate. Aye, there's a bit of a cloud hanging over these attendances, isn't there? And it's just, I think, sometimes it permeates across the, the product. I think they're winning tonight, the big lads, you know? Really? I do. Really? I don't know if you do the... That versus FTR would be great. Well, so the big lads making the final against Derby and Orange Cassidy, I mean, get right? They could realistically beat them to have the FTR match would be class. And then they're kind of made even if they lose the match. But you either do the... So Adam Cole has said the whole way, like, I know what he's doing. To mm-hmm. anybody that will try and tell him otherwise, I'm not stupid, Roddy Strong or whoever. Like, I know what he's doing here. We're stuck in this tournament, so I'm just going to go along with it. So he has told us that if for nothing else... He believes in the tenets of this random blind eliminator tournament. Well, I'll just get through this, and then I finally don't have to put up with him. So he will commit. He won't commit to the birthday parties, to the blowing out and to the streams when he invades, mm-hmm. when Jeff raids him on Twitch. But he will commit to this because it's it's the match. It's the wrestling. It's what they're there to do. Um, and as and when the tournament's finished, he's going to try and get another title shot. And I could see MJF either just doing the obvious turn and letting Adam Cole take a battering mm. of these two giants. And, you know, Wilborn, you've always pointed out the joke about, uh, like, Roddy Strong's looking big. He's a big guy. He's, do you want me to start at it? He's a massive guy. Should I get going? Oh, you got this? All right, you got this. They, have, they will do something like that. Like, playing with the, idea. Lines, yeah, the side disparity. And MJF either just turns out right, drops off the apron, you know, dodges the tag, lets Adam Cole get battered and they lose. Or he, in inverted commas, tries to tag in, doesn't quite work out. Oh, sorry about this. We'll bro out again next week. MJF has twice used Big Bill as a mercenary. Paid for him in the Wardlow feud and for the firm's original thing. So there's a bit of law there about him kind of having a word beforehand and paying the price. So I'd like to see the big lads win. I disagree. I'm with Serge. I think uh, MJF and Cole are going to win this. But I think it's going to be a really fun match, like you say. Um, I'm trying to work out in my head, and I'd love your help on this, what the... What the F moment? Do you remember last week when he was doing the weight, weights or the mm. sets or whatever and Cole kept the same weight on and Maxwell was like, what? I can't work out whether it's, say, as simple as, considering I've never done a wrestling move in my life, as simple as a Panama Sunrise from Adam Cole on one of either of the big lads or, and there's multiple avenues you're going to... Cage will happily take that. Yes. Yeah. Or some sort of test of strength where MJF's like, you should do a test of strength, you know, considering you're putting all that muscle on. Look at you. I'm doing a little nod and wink to the camera at the same time. And maybe he does outpower. And this is nothing against him. And I love him. And I, I don't want to undercut his characters. Tell me if I'm overstepping the mark here. <laughs> but if Adam Cole somehow, maybe he's tweaked his leg so it gives him a bit of advantage. But he outpowers Big Beal. The only reason I pick Big Bill at these two is because I want Maxwell to be like, let's do a test of strength. And Cole does that with Big Bill, and MGF tags in. And Brian Cage is there waiting for him, and he goes, well, let's you and I have a test of strength then as well. And MGF's like, oh, I haven't gambled on this or something. Yeah. But he, what, I don't know, what do you think this spot is in this match that MGF again gets his eyes open that just because he doesn't necessarily have the muscles that show, he does have the muscles that can give. Yeah. I don't know, but that's up to them to decide, and it should be absolutely spectacular. Like, I think Cole doing the, I'd love this because of like the narrative around Cole. Cole, after like struggling, which is he should as the baby face, face in peril against Brian Cage, MGF kind of doing his great animated facials, like really patronizing, like, come on, buddy, you've got this. Yeah. I know you don't, and I'm trying to make you think that you don't got this. After the crest of the comeback, Cole does the Panama Sunrise to Brian Cage. Camera cut to MJF doing the shot kick out face. Like That's a good. Big, massive shot kick out face. 
I've got one for you. MJF selling. They've got through the match. And he's like, he's kind of not really wanting to help. Oh, if only I could get up from this beating I've absorbed and I'd save you, but I can't save you. And oh no, you're trapped in a doomsday device. And Brian Cage goes to the top and Adam calls on Big Bill's shoulders oh, for the Road Warrior comparison. And then because it's the Owen Hart tournament. And it's the Great finish. Yeah, it's the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, Adam Cole rolls through the victory roll on Big Bill, ducking the clothesline and gets the win. And MJF selling, expecting to get his head clotheslined off. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah. well, we did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, knew, I knew you had it in, yeah. Yeah, I think they have to go through to the final because I want uh, Adam Cole to maybe start drinking a little more of the Kool-Aid than he was anticipating, hitting the last shot in the final on Darby Allen, looking like, all right, I've got the match won. I'll just get up and pin him. MGF takes him in another headlock takeover win over him, oh, over Darby Allen. And then after that, he can... Yeah, do the wankers. That's the only thing, right? That's I just can't... If they have to execute a heel turn in that match, you're doing it against Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy. Mm. And they're the beneficiaries of, like, MJF hanging MJ, uh, Adam Cole out to dry. And I don't like that bit of it. Mm. That's the only sort of reason why anything like that happened in the final, other than the wanker sign. <laughs> I think they'll go to the final. Double clothesline tonight. You, you, you and I think thinking they're going to win. Do they, is that how they win this match? Yes, because it's the big lads. They need to combine to beat them. And it keeps that thread going of what MGF's trying to do to get Cole to think that he can't possibly beat him for the world title. Because this is a Trojan horse for that match. Mm. Yes. Uh, we've got a debut tonight, Sidge. But it's not a debut we're rolling our eyes at because, oh, why have this on this person? It's the brilliant Nick Wayne uh, they obviously did that fantastic little introductory video package on him, so idiots online can't go, don't know who this is. Um, Darby Allen introduced him. He's got this great story. This debut has arguably been anticipated for what? How long have we known this was coming? Six months? Nine months? They announced well, so it. Not like last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long a time in advance that this was, the, well, he was once he turned uh, 18. Yeah, he'd be working for AEW. I, I'm intrigued what you make of his opponent because, you know, Nick Wayne is... A prodigious young talent, but we've always said when it comes to Swerve Strickland, as great as he is, he's unorthodox. Now, you know, in the in the in the Fed, they'd be like, right, we'll bring Nick Wayne in and we'll give him Dolph Ziggler, for example, like they did with someone like Shinsuke Nakamura in, on the main roster. Just like he does all the simple stuff and he bumps and makes you look amazing. Swerve and Nick Wayne have worked together before. Okay, brilliant. So. They are because Nick Wayne um, is the like Defy stand, ah, right, which okay. is the most prominent indie in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. which is how Swerve got his start. Ah. He's done loads with Defy. He will go back from time to time. Well, now that he's in AEW, mm-hmm, he's going back mm-hmm. from time to time. He's actually worked. Ah, that makes a lot more sense then. So I think that's what they're going for. They know they've got chemistry. They've had a great, great match um, before where Swerve is such an arsehole of a heel, <laughs> so good at cruelly tormenting this young man. Yes. So I understand you can say yeah, that yeah. they didn't have this history because Swerve's such a, yeah, an, an, orthodox, mm. an or, unorthodox wrestler with different sort of attack patterns to anybody else. Um, but no, this is why they're doing <laughs> it. Makes it's, like, it's like when MGF and Jungle Boy had that incredible match on the February 2020 yeah. Dynamite where it's like, you know, when everything was just fantastic. <laughs> because they'd had a match on the cruise, and ev- on the Jericho cruise, yeah. like non-televised, and everyone was like, that match was awesome. And Tony Khan was like, well, of course, I'm going to do that on TV. And he did. So that's why this match is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they've got uh, evident in-ring chemistry, there's the Pacific Northwest um, connection as well. This, to me, right, is literally can't fail. It might scan some people to a risk, um, as a risk, rather, because you've got, like, a, a guy who's excellent but green and probably going to be very overwhelmed by the stage that he's on for the mm. very first time. But it's can't fail. I'm, I am would never want anyone to get injured, ever, in pro wrestling. But if he was to slip or get lost or anything, I mean, he probably won't. He's precocious mm. as all hell. And he's already, like, really advanced at what he does, if he makes a mistake, it's absolute feature, not a bug stuff, considering the occasion, considering this really bold approach to pushing someone. So even if this goes a bit awry at times, I don't think it will. No. Then they've got the absolute ultimate inbuilt excuse. It might even be a more, like, emotionally rich story if it kind of goes wrong. 
Um, it is can't fail. It does scan as a risk, but it literally cannot fail. And you know what? Excalibur is so good at the call that if that happens, he'll absolutely explain that as a story beat. Mm. He says something I can't imagine doing this when I was 18. I think he's still doing great or whatever. Yeah. The thing about um, Nick Wayne is that it's really good that they've emphasized just how young he is, that he's only legally allowed to do this as of what, last week or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you're not going to get Will Ospreay or Kenny Omega. That's not the level that he's at yet. But the whole brilliant idea is that if anyone can reach those levels in the US right now, it will be him at some point. It could take 12 years, but he'll get there. So I think if you're expecting someone of that level, you're probably being naive and a little bit unfair. The kid has just turned 18 years old. Um, so he's not like the most sort of fleshed out, built up physical specimen yet. And he does have a sort of a, a style and an arsenal that's very much, I've watched a lot of Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega and I want to be that kind of wrestler. So you're not going to get a match that you've never seen before, but it's the fact that he's 18 is what makes yeah. this so impressive. Um, I'm really interested in the finish and the result. I think they will tell the story of a guy who absolutely gets over in defeat. Like in the old-fashioned AEW way, I don't want any cheating from the Mogul Embassy at all. I'll be cross yeah. if they taint what is a really cool, unique story and don't tell it to its full potential. Like if I see Prince Dana interfere in this, I'll be actually a little bit cross because they've got the chance to tell the purest story, one not tainted by doing a finish that they do on every other yeah. match, it feels like. Um, they could do the shock win and have Swerve, like, kill him and blade him <laughs> in response, setting up a rematch, maybe summoning Darby Allen out. Yeah. So they could tag, and then they could build matches from there. There's loads to do with this, and I think it can't fail. Hamlet, what do you reckon? A win for Swerve, or is Nick going to wane on his parade? At Michael Hamlet, I don't know what that is. Swerve to win. I'm with Sage. The, the just more, kill him. My one takeaway from Cruelly this... Cruelly kill him. Yeah. Because they're building to the, the big blow-off feud with him and Keith Lee, of course. <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> the video package last week was as fantastic as it was because for the first time in absolutely ages, it's a major criticism at AW, with the exception of the punker's big red bag, they're telling like a new story again. Tony Khan has recycled and recycled and recycled. There was not a QT Marshall holding out a contract in sight there was not a... Me, Matt Hardy? Yeah, yeah, Matt Hardy. There was not a state. I get that wrong. You know, I, I think because I was watching an old clip today oh, of Keith right, Marshall yeah. with a contract. I hear the word contract. Like, whenever I'm going transfer rumours, uh, I, I know he's going to sign a contract. I think, what's Matt Hardy got to do with this? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? It's because <laughs> a certain proportion of his earnings going into the Hardy family office. I was it's watching... Romano talking about Matt Hardy. I was watching when he revealed the QTV. <laughs> the ITK account. Here we go again. <laughs> it's Matt Hardy. The QTV gimmick. When he saw, I'm Hobbs's guy, and I've got this clipboard to prove it. That was what it like. He had this little prop, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Thank God that's finishing, by the way. But like, there's a lot of these stories that have been really repetitive, and even debuts, they come with this. Oh, like they're we've been waiting to see them get signed, and in they come. Or like, there's all of this. Um, I suppose like Vikingo and Commander, even when you were announcing them through a graphic more than anything else, it was just here's this awesome footage of them. If you're a hardcore fan, you know loads and loads about them. If you don't, you're about to have your minds blown. Nick Wayne's arrival is none of these things. It's There's a very early AW flavour about this in that a lot of the roster had to be in, like, introduced that way. Yeah, it could have been... Remember the private party? Yeah. The, me and you were gushing over that one yeah. in 20. Was that on being the elite? That week? Road to. Road to. And just, it didn't matter if they were, you know, 19 or like 25 or 30 or whatever. Their TV age was zero. Yes. So they were brand new and it was like, right, how how are these going to be fed in and how are they going to deliver on this promise that you're being told about? And I love that this is here because I just think AEW for a while now has been crying out for an angle or a character development that just feels brand new. And like, I don't think they'll get it wrong. I'd, like, I like to think it won't be interference heavy or... Um, just something to lead to. I don't even want it to be match to build to a match. Like, I like the idea of Darby Allen being there for him in the way that Sting would be there for Darby. I don't necessarily want tags. I want Nick Wayne thinking, oh, this is too big a, a jump. Like, I shouldn't have... I, like, I was overexcited or I was talked up or something like that. Like, a real character study of what it is to be a kid trying to do this. Like, 
NXT, for all its faults, kind of did that with um, Thea Hale. Oh, yes. They talked about, like, just how yo- how she'd be, like, the youngest... Uh, was it women's? Or, or it was the youngest women's champion and one of the youngest She's, overall I think champions she, yeah, she, I think she was the youngest number one contender ever. Yeah, and she'd have been the youngest women's yeah. champion by a year as well, so, like, not a not insignificant amount of time. And it does, like, to point about his age, it really puts into focus, Christ, like, you've... You're that young, and you're on telly. You're on national television in, like, at the pinnacle, arguably, of your profession. So I really hope they play with that more than about his talent or about the feuds or anything like that. Sorry, you saying pinnacle there just threw me because I was trying to work out what you'd done the pinished gimmick with. <laughs> I was like, what's he? Yeah, the, the pinnacle. <laughs> <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You mentioned the punker. Is yeah. he going to appear on this show, do you think? I don't know what the deal is with the Elite. Obviously, we'll talk about that in a, in a while with the re- revealing of the, the fifth member of both teams of Blood and Guts. Don't forget that either. But, yeah, but, um, you know, they've got the big Owen Hart Cup final yeah. on Saturday on Collision. I'd like a bit of mic time for Punk and Starks to set that up, please. Well, I was skimming Rampage to check upon a result that I could scarcely believe until I saw it with my own eyes because I hadn't watched the actual show oh, and it actually God. happened. And as I was skimming for this dreadful scene, I came across a build-up promo to last week's collision with CM Punkin. So, fantastic. Really great promo, great video package to set up the uh, like the last word on the Punk-Joe match, basically. Uh-huh. They were given this video package. Uh, so I think, at a bare minimum, you get that. I can't see the live promo because they would have advertised him. Punk... Yeah. Punk advertised for cotton. I'm not saying this is just. Didn't advertise them last time. Did they not? Because he just did a run in. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. I guess that was for the surprise. Was like I'm not. He did that. Oh, but it kind of got out online, didn't it? Hours before, rather than being on on the graphic or anything. So I guess they could do it unadvertised. But recently they've learned the lesson there, haven't they? Because like Collision rebounded this week when he was like, oh, he's here in a proper role. Yes. Rather than what was it on commentary? He was yeah, advertised yeah. the week before. So I think I don't know. I, it would be such a huge story. If CM Punk was on Dynamite, that I just think they'd be mad not to talk more about it. Yeah. Video package, though. I would love that. I would really like a video package with him and Starks. You've got the uh, women's own match on here. Mm-hmm. The cup competitions are taking place across the shows. So I, I think I, I think it's a valuable use of some of Dynamite's TV time to have it, definitely. What do you reckon? I just, I just We were talking about it on Collision, and I thought, yeah, well, you know, Dynamite's your biggest show. You know, I know you're going to say all this big matches on on Saturday for the Owen Hart Cup final, but you've got two phenomenal talkers in in Punk and Starks. It seems like a stupid idea not to do it, in my opinion, when you consider the verbal abilities of both men. Um, The elite not really needing to do anything. I'm just going to flash a graphic up for the announcements. I don't don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how that's going to work. You know what? It should just uh, be grown-ups and been in the same building before mm. like sh- and have managed it so surely even if the elite do a live reveal of whoever it might be teaming with them you now see them put in the same building like jesus christ oh uh, you've done it before even if you just see him <laughs> fun, walk out the room funny cares? story the whole i'll do it uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know what you're doing. You're a funny guy. I think I'm bored of Phil. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sticking with the Owen Hart Cup, though, we've got a semi-final tonight. Uh, obviously, the other side uh, has fortunately been de- delayed. It was going to go down on collision, um, but due to an injury to Willow Nightingale, that now that match with Athena has now been pushed to Rampage. On the other side, uh, <laughs> Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue. It feels like a fairly straightforward one this Yeah, it's going to be Willow versus Ruby in the final, and that's fine. And it should be really good. And it's paid off the fact that, you know, they've had um, uh, conflict between Willow and Ruby Soho um, before this. It's all very functional, isn't it? And Sky Blue, we, me as in me and Hamlet, watched her um, at the ROH taping in Las Vegas. And she's leveling up, mm. leveling up. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think she was quite as good um, when she had a big Chicago matches with was it Tony Storm? Yes. And then the tag on the mm-hmm. debut collision. Um but she's certainly improving a lot. She's still in that she still hasn't reached that stage where it's like, right, I'm bored of this slow burn. You've got potential arc. Let's see something. There's quite a few wrestlers in AEW where I've thought, right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Show me something. Mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. you on the rise? Are you good? Are you what? Uh, so I think she's still got that um, breathing room. She's still got that latitude where people know that she's a raw talent who's not expected to turn in a match of the uh, night contender performance. So if they can just get a little bit of heat, then this dynamic's good. You've got up-and-coming, amiable babyface versus cruel, accomplished veteran heel. It's a sort of dynamic that you can't go wrong. But then when this starts... Bell time is one hour, 23 minutes, 41 seconds. <laughs> and then the crowd is waiting for the main event. And then no one cares about it because these crowds have been conditioned not to care about it for almost four full, full years at this point. Then you have to just have a resigned sigh, don't you? Yeah, I've said how much I'm enjoying the outcasts more mm-hmm. um, in this tournament and with Tony as the champion and cheating their way to getting Ruby Soho through the final and winning the cup and... Can you like desecrating the Owen Hart trophy by spraying it green? It's a great bit. That belt. Like can't do that. Two like two belts, like in the in the group mm-hmm. as outcast is pretty great. And then it's like, well, Saraya's the only one without a belt. Looks like it's gonna be Saraya versus um, Stat- Chris Statlander. Yeah. And that, you know, you've got like the all three belts then. I love all that. But like Sky Blue is sort of the least impacted by it compared to the rest of the women's division at the moment. So when all the cheating happens, you've kind of got to do the somebody's gotta come and save her. Baby faces have to have friends. Yeah, it's not the number one rule, but it's not like them saving her is gonna. I don't think, at least, lead to Britt Baker going. You know what? Me and you, Sky Blue, we're friends now. We're gonna team up and we're gonna solve this bloody handcuff problem. And Sky Blue's gonna say, oh, "I've seen you do that with like four other people, and you've not done it." But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you're the one for the job. Like, it doesn't feel like there's any advancement yeah. nah, off the nah, back nah. of this. Sick of all of it, man. I think it's gonna be less uh, Sky Blue and more <laughs> Sky Green by the end of this match because I'm going for a Ruby Soho win as well. <laughs> I think we've done that one before, actually. Yeah, definitely have. Uh, it's either, <laughs> either that or the ELO patter. Well, it's one or the other, at least. Uh, anyway, before What's we... What ELO patter? Uh, sky blue, blue, Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, before we uh, go any further, it's time for this. It's time to play the game! What the, ask us what the game of the game I is. I thought you guys weren't sure if you were going to... Oh, no, no, no. no, okay. no, no. That's just not the tournament, but I'm not going to bury Before we get to the name of the game, what's the aim of the game? The aim of the game is to uh, identify correctly to the hour, uh, minute, and uh, second, the first time you hear the first uh, entrance theme note for the first woman for the only match, because... Uh, they're never going to do it, are they? Nah. <laughs> Did we tell you about what happened on Collision? Oh, my God. So we me and, me and Sidrick, we're not watching it together, but we had the exact same experience. So, hang on, let me... What was the only match on Collision? It was... Um, oh, Hobbs it was and Starks. Hobbs and Starks, uh, you know, uh, mm. Owen Hart Cup uh, semi-final. And uh, they do the usual gimmick of also coming up on tonight's show. In the lower th- yeah, um, left-hand side. Flash up the little graphics. graphics and it said... It said... Uh, who wasn't? Who was it? In Julia Hart. Julia Hart in action. Mm. We're like, oh my god! They already have advertised Athena versus Willow Nightingale. 
A second women's match on AEW television. <laughs> a few moments later. And then that, then it's like literally a few seconds, like, well, hang on. But why are they not advertising Willow Nightingale versus Athena? And then you get the, oh, I don't know why it's cancelled yet. Yeah. Or postponed, but obviously something's happened, and this is the replacement. <laughs> I, was just, I wasn't in disbelief, but it was just half a... Can't wear, lad. Yeah. And for the life of me, I can't figure out where the time that was taken away from that match went in the uh, collision. Or who asked for it. Because mm, they, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was confused because I've been told on several occasions by certain people on social media that they don't chase star ratings. But, you know. <laughs> Chased her for two minutes <laughs> longer than they had to. <laughs> <laughs> it was shocking. I was saying as well, like, if... That was a heavily anticipated match, mm-hmm. particularly to those who are really in the weeds of the converse, mm. because Athena is the best wrestler in that converse for me at the moment. Like she just is. Now that haters um injured. And everyone loves Willow Nightingale. Mm. And that dynamic's perfect. Yeah. You've got like the nicest face versus the most cruel heel, bully yeah. heel, nasty heel. And they're just, if there was a match that anticipated with two blokes in it, you can absolutely bet your bottom dollar that it ain't getting replaced by a squash. Like Tony Common over the liver, we use the example of, oh, we can't do Omega uh, Mox at All Out 2019. Like he's had the staff infection, right? Kenny Omega versus Pac. Can you imagine All Out? Kenny Omega in action. I know <laughs> it's not. Yes. I know it's not a like-for-like comparison. It was pay-per-view. They sold the friggin' pay-per-view out in 15 minutes on the back of that match announcement. So I am being a bit facetious. But if there was a match that anticipated that people were really up for online with two men's wrestlers, mm-hmm. you can be sure you would have just done some random dream matches to make good. Yeah. Um, shout out as always to Adam Blair at Adam Wilton Four and Jose Palomares at the Ho Eleven for always taking care of the um, data for this. Uh, we didn't play last week, of course, because I think oh, a teacher strike solidarity with them, rest of our schedule and what have you. Um, so the current standings are joint top. Michael Sidgwick, six correct guesses for the year. Michael, Can you tell people the name of the game. Oh, sorry. Well, uh, where am I? What game are we even playing here, Sige? Well, this is ladies night, and I'm thinking, oh, what a night. <laughs> so, see, yeah, Sige won the last one, so he's going to go first. He's joint top now with Michael Hamflet. Six correct guesses on the year. I've only got four. Um, but, Sige, um, what, uh, what do you think the main event's going to be? Uh, where do you think this match possibly could go in relation to it? Give us all your thoughts. Well, I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> um, I think this will go in the penultimate match slot. What? what? I do think the uh, Derby Orange match will open. I agree, yeah. Um, MJF at the top of the hour. Chris Jericho versus Commander, which we are still yet to talk about. Mm-hmm. That will main event. Um, putting this one in uh, one hour, 23 minutes and 41 seconds. I said it before. Well, I'll just go all the ones. Like a little bit before that. Ooh, you the ones. I'm the ones. I'm gonna go later. Later. Later, because I've been I've been going early. I'm gonna go one. What didn't you like? Was it when I did the numbers that the spooky numbers? What was the, what was the spooky numbers <laughs> well, again? Okay. Sean was like forty-seven. Is it, and the they added together. But I, I can't remember why. It was like thirteen and forty-seven. I've had 47? a really bad time. I've had a really bad time. Um, since you. Then the spooky numbers, thank you very okay, much. Okay, well, I will not, I'll avoid the spooky numbers then. I'll it go. It's a coincidence, but it doesn't, doesn't help reinforce my uh, terrible <laughs> superstitions. One hour, 26 minutes, and 42 seconds. But before we get to Chris Jericho versus Commander, Holly Cameron uh, has promised tonight to show the world what real talent is. So this means that the acclaimed are going to wrestle three nobodies. Three tosses, three absolutely useless tosses. Three no <laughs> And win in two or three minutes, then scissor, and then... No, no, in person. Oh, in person? Harley Cameron's going to come out and they're going to go, well, I've run the chances of them coming out, QCV. And I think we've got a wrestle crap contender on our hands here. Oh, boy. QC Marshall's thing is being bad at intentionally bad material. Yeah, that's what QTV is. I think I don't know if he thinks that's quite a piercing satire of the media, <laughs> of the wrestling media. 
but he also knows he's a good he's such a good stooge heel in the second match. Just be that please. They'll think, ah, oh, this will be so bad, it'll be good, bad. And it's basically QT Marshall doing Gillian Hall. Yep. And I can't think of anything worse except oh. Matt Hardy contract stuff. Oh, that's it. Matt Hardy. QTV under the dominion of a Matt Hardy contract is enough to make me stand up for WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hobbs, Hobbs left yet? Uh, he, uh, he's, I don't know if he's officially left, but he did beat the crap out of Aaron Solo and Harley had to fling herself effectively in the way to stop him murdering QT after he cost him the semi-final. So they're almost PTV then. They're almost finally at long last finished. Yes. Well, no, well, apart, apart from Johnny TV, of course. It was oh, always... Christ, I keep forgetting he rocked up and all. Hey. Jesus Christ. A whack-a-mole. Frigging Johnny TV and f***ing Carlito getting back in effect. Like, what are we doing here? There's so many wrestlers... Well, I'm, I'm so glad that you're as long dead. <laughs> Are you not? And yeah, and back they come. Like no, but the back these boring losers come. No offense, Carlito got that massive pop, and uh, Johnny Morrison's got great abs. But Jesus Christ, man! It's like AW's in response for WWE being that bad and boring. Yeah, featuring those guys. That wasn't no. really their fault. It wasn't their fault. But I thought I couldn't have thought less of them <laughs> for being such uh, losers Wait. compared to the main event. It's like Harley Cameron can sing. She can go. We've seen it. We've seen it in person. Yes, you have. So but she's going to sing badly in person <sighs> because that's the hate. You know, you want my... You know, you want my... She <laughs> Question. She's still trying to impress Anthony Burns. Yeah, it's a bit of a runner now. Yeah, she's, she, the whole point is, wasn't it, last week she said, kind of put my nose out of joint, and uh, next week, yeah, I'm going to show off. Yeah, show off what, real, what my real talent is. My main question is, is it just Harley Cameron singing, or... You've got Johnny Drip Drip there. You've got the potential for QT Marshall to do a Max Caster rap. Do they go double down on this? Oh, sure. Hope yeah, not. one of the claims. <laughs> yeah. Parody things, yeah, I could see that. Like an actual pre-taped yeah. QT doing a rap. QT saying, yo, listen, listen. A lightweight acclaimed stuff lately, isn't there? Bloody hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's happened to them? Like, <laughs> Oh, God. I'm over a lot of it. Get him in some of them. Get him in some of them. Matt is quick. Get, get him back in the tag team division. Yeah, yeah. Get him turning on Billy Gunn. But we've yeah. Just made sod it. Up. Why not? People love Billy Gunn. He just rock. He's getting like he's full on like. Yeah, is that like yeah? He's just hey, all yes. airs and graces are gone now with Billy Gunn. Yeah. I can't believe I'm back in this role. You should probably put the main title on me. He's not much taller than MJF. <laughs> he had a match once. Remember that? No. Twenty twenty. Billy Gunn and MJF and the Panda. Brilliant. <laughs> Run it back. I will never, ever, ever forget in my entire, you know, my brain soup and my knowledge is, is far worse than both of you, particularly yeah, yeah. when it comes to AEW. Darby Allen, Goffin drop one, two. Oh, shoulder up. <laughs> 3.01, oh, shoulder up. That's rent. Sure that's that, but uh, basically I kicked out of it. That's rent free, that one for you, isn't it? It's so good. It's, oh, it's Peak Billy. I'm <laughs> not sure if you noticed that, but uh, I basically kicked out. The friggin' trios match against House of Black was so funny. Like House of Black super physical dominant. Until Billy Gunner rides. Uh, <laughs> he's just kicking all the ass. corrupting this Limb work, limb work, limb work, heat. Limb work, heat. Limb work, limb work, limb work, limb work, heat. Here comes Billy Gunn. Suck my dick. Move, move, move. I just get beat. Yeah. <laughs> goth. You're a goth loser. You're a goth loser, Brody King. You know, you're a goth loser. <laughs> I got a limb. I got a limb. You can work. Don't just sing, mate. Right, Chris Jericho, Commander, main event, and presumably a nice lead-in for the uh, new, though the mystery partners, the fifth men being revealed for Blood and Guts. So why we combining these two? To- oh, because one might be. Uh, yeah. So right, this has got the potential. This is this is a funny match graphic. Because even though it's a meme now, there's, it's certainly rooted in reality of uh, Chris Jericho, like narrowing his eyes, <laughs> doing an ocular pat down of the roster. You know, the Terminator has got like that sort of heat sensor that he can see. Chris Jericho does an ocular pat down of the entire locker room when he's walking around, like two, like four women on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I may not be true, and. Uh, 
he looks at the people who like glow that sort of like orangey red buzz. <laughs> Buzz, buzz, <laughs> cloud, 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 and he's got like that sort of um, that sort of Terminator font <laughs> of. Will this make me look good? Will this make me over? It's about two months out of date on Commander, <laughs> to be honest. But I'm surprised he hasn't worked for Kingo yet. It'd be funny if he just got like all the pain maker stuff on, and then he was like, "Hey, Commander, we're kind of like the last guys to uh, go through this kind of thing. Can Commanders feel love?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? Oh, no, it's just my email. <laughs> Is it Jesse? Jesse? No. Scam alert. Paymaker waiting for the text back is my favorite bit of all time. <laughs> the love lawn, crushing hard pain maker, lying down, just waiting for the text message from his, uh, from his crush. This match, right, I can't tell if it's going to be terrible or if I'm vastly underselling Chris Jericho's quite incredible record of working luchadors and matches in a lucha style. Point. Lest we forget some of Rey Mysterio's best work was against Jericho in the Fed. Jericho obviously was in Mexico for a long stretch of time. He believes it was part of the making of him. Um, Jericho's work with Eddie Guerrero, not as good as that one tag team match they had, which was actually goaded. Jericho Bandido kicked all kinds of ass. Oh, yeah. Jericho. That was my go-to one for this one. Jericho could really have one of those nights where it's, that's why he does what he does and gets away with it. Or this could go badly, badly wrong, I think, because Commander's pretty contrived for me. I'm not saying the, en- the entire style is. I'm not saying I can't suspend my disbelief and realize that there's a different style and a different approach with Lucha and that sort of um, subgenre of it because it's not just mm. funny stuff. Obviously. And having been there to see it, you know, well, I'd want to see that again if I was going to see a show. Yeah, no, the top rope thing's absolutely tremendous. Um, and personally, the arc he does is amazing. But it's when he does like the guardrail walk, rope walk, it's like you're just asking to fall over and it, it takes too long. Like in the Claudio match, I thought that took the piss a little bit. And, yeah, I think there'll be wavelength, wavelength issues aplenty in this match. If it clicks, it'll be great. But I think this is going to be bad. I'm sorry. I'm the opposite. But that's the point, I guess, isn't it? This really just could go either way. Yeah. I was thinking the Bandido one. I think Jericho's going to nail it. Bandido's expert. No. He's, he's significantly better than Commander for me. Yeah, I would agree. I just think Jericho will want this so much to work that it will. Um, the... The spot that sets up the Judas effect might go wrong. Like, he's going to Judas effect him out the air. Or oh, I was thinking he was going to code breaker him out the oh, air and then bring him back into the ring and then Judas effect him. Like, that has the potential to not oh, quite yeah. work out. You know, like, he's got a catcher, he's got to nail it right. <laughs> but the rest That's of it... face. I One just of every two Jericho code breaker counters, Loki sucks. Yeah. I just think um, he's... He knows that what people think about the prospect of out of nowhere him getting the spot he's potentially about to get. And it does matter to him. Maybe it shouldn't matter to him, I don't know. But I think it matters to him that people think he belongs in it. And assuming that he beats him, and assuming that we do get the announcement that he's going to accept Don Callis's request effectively. I, mean, I think that it's a bit of a disaster if this match stinks. Yes. And then it's like, yeah. and I'm the fifth man. Like, that's kind of nightmare, yeah. isn't it? And I just don't Especially think... Danielson's replacement. Yeah, I just don't think he can... Especially because, right, either... Last week, I know it was situational, but last week he was almost positioned as, like, as much of a heel as you are, you're nothing compared to Don Callis, you the baby face. The idea now is that he's got to be like, oh, sorry, I'm going to do this, and just having a terrible match off the back of it. You neither like him as the guy taking the place, nor do you respect him as the fifth heel in the BCC. I, th- I think he knows the pressure riding on it, assuming that that's the booking. I don't know why they would do last week's um, showdown promo battle, whatever, between Callis and Jericho, if that's not the direction, unless it's a big, massive red herring. I feel like it's very Jericho con production to do that, leading to the announcement that Jericho's the fifth man. I know that AEW knows that they ran nine months. Nine months? About eight, seven, eight months. Too long, too many months 
of BCC versus JAS last year. Yes. They will obviously remember and they will seek to explain why the BCC are... It's never really been adequately explained why Mox is happy to go along with Callus and they're all happy to go along with Callus. And um, I know the Takesh has bled with the BCC, but he's not really a fully-fledged member. And, like, I just think it's sort of pretty elementary, like, very, very simplistic. Oh, we're heels together, and we hate the same good guys. Let's team up. It's a good version of that because it's Takesh from the BCC. Yes. But it's very a hollow storytelling. It really is very superficial, that element of them teaming together after... Um, double or nothing. And I don't think... Like, it's just such a weird, stupid group. BCC plus Takeshita plus, plus Jericho, with whom the BCC feuded. But they were goodies last time. Now they're baddies this time. And I'm sure Excalibur will... Si Maybe they'll do, like, a little side-eye. But that reeks to me of... Remember uh, BJCC. <laughs> What's the f***ing middle of talking, you stupid <laughs> And now you've completely got us off my fucking rhythm. Um... I hate when that happens. What happens then? Because Dynamite's so rushed. Maybe Jericho and Commander will start, and Jericho wins, and maybe he could bloody him up mm. through the mask, right? Like he did with Bandito. Yeah. And Don Callis can sidle up throughout <coughs> the night to BCC and say, you know, you guys like making people bleed. Look what Chris Jericho is out there. And then they can say, but Dawn... <laughs> We feuded with him for seven fucking months. <laughs> we obviously don't like him very much. And then Don will have to say, I know, but Danielson's injured. It was set up last week. You know what I mean? I just, this, if it is Jericho, I need to respect the characters involved in the BCC to like let him in, even for a night. What about then? Um, Kenny Omega is the one to cut this quite emotional promo earlier in the show along the lines of, look, we've talked about this for years. This company is all elite wrestling, but there is one other guy that needed to be part of all this for any of this magic to happen. And Chris Jericho's there getting all excited, ready to big dub. It's Kurt Ibushi and Chris Jericho's like, you f***ing what? <laughs> and then he He's in the golden elite. Yeah, he absolutely, like, it's Ibushi and then, like, Jericho goes to them and then, like, the BC like... Well, that's pretty cool. He's yeah. like he's raging and he's battering the uh, the elite. So, aye, you'll do. Like you've passed our sniff test because you're ready to deck them now. Because Jericho's ego has been bruised by Kenny Omega's remarks. So Jericho and Abushi, yeah, are the yeah. ones I think. Now, just to eliminate some other names that mm -hmm. have, uh, people have floated about, this is my one. I know he wrestled him in New Japan very recently, but they can easily do the. I've wrestled a wild man. And he's earned my respect. So I'm going to team with him now. It happens in wrestling all the time, and I'm fine with that. Uh, Yun Kasai. Mm. Give me Yun Kasai with the BCC into Keshta. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because him specifically in that kind of match is like box office for certain fans in a way that Jericho, people will just go, oh, I'd watch it anyway. I don't yeah. think there's one particular. I don't think scores of more people are like, oh, Jericho's in it. I know he was not the demigod anymore, but he just isn't. Um, so I've seen that name floated about by me in my desperate attempt to manifest it. <laughs> um, I've also seen people mention, because John Moxley made him bleed once, and that the Dark Order have an issue with the Elite right now, that Evil Uno for one night only should join the Blackpool Combat Club, and I'm sorry, I think that idea is wretched. I am a stickler for detail and continuity, okay? I am, people know this. Even I can admit or can say, just because something makes sense, don't mean you got to do it. It makes sense for Dark Order to be um, alienated by and annoyed with Hangman Page mm -hmm. and just abandoning them. I don't care if you ever see Hangman Page in the Dark Order uh, ever again. A logical story isn't necessarily a good one. Mm -hmm. A logical story isn't necessarily... We say this in the, when we take the piss out over the wrestling show reviews all the time. That makes sense that this would happen. Yeah, but it's still boring. Mm -hmm. I hate that he pinned him, you know. I really hate that he pinned him because all that does is make you, if you're going to really follow that story and pick up that thread, it's, it's how on Page picked the wrong side all along. Yeah, I hate that. I, uh, I hate the idea that he's even lower, he's even getting lowered to the standard of the Dark Order who have really outlived their 
wholesome usefulness. Mm -hmm. And I hate the idea that I'm meant to take them seriously as a concern against the elite. It's far closer to 2019 than 2021 in this long-standing association between the two stables. And I do not want Evil Uno in this match at all, even though he would be tremendous in it. Oh, yeah. Evil Uno in PWG, tremendous, the the three-way ladder match, insanely good. I've got no doubt that the performer would be great in a Blood and Guts match. He's obviously really underrated. I don't think he, the character belongs here. I want them to just abandon this elite Dark Order stuff very quickly. Or, like, not abandon it. If they're going to do it, just tie it up more, much quicker. People hate this. Like, people are burying this. I'm an elite fan, and I kind of know that it's cheesy where a lot of elite fans don't. But even I'm like, I just don't, I don't need to see this again. I do not need to see this again. And then know the backlash as well. Um, Evil Uno, character, I think John Silver's been giving it a bit of this on Twitter as well, tweeted, two seconds I got this up for research, um, on the, uh, yesterday, get ready for more Evil Uno. And tweets of this nature, they're already doing the, <laughs> you hate this. Well, I'm in luck because I'm a heel, and I'm going to make you hate it even more. What does that tell you? Yeah. Right? If they're, if you're tweeting with that defensive mindset, like, this is already rubbish. Um, I'm so over the elite stuff. I just am. Um, I kind of want to see the books just do a tag team feud. Like, this entire saga, for me, ends with... Well, it ends now. Well, it's four years into it. We've hit a diminished return mm -hmm. of the worst part of it in 2019. And they made friends. They can't just keep not being friends anymore. It's tedious. It, the more you do the story, the more contrived it gets. Um, I don't think the match quality was there um, on Rampage or on Dynamite, apart from the last two minutes of the first one. It's just not it anymore. And Evil Uno in this match would be, oh, Christ almighty. Do not want to see it. And I just want the Elite to go, you know what? support each other, we're going to occasionally tag we don't have to be around each other all the time, we can pursue different championships we'll just be mates mm. in the background I don't know what that would do to being the elite, but realistically, who gives a toss about being the elite in 2023 mm. I, who possibly could care change being the elite Yeah. do not use being the elite, the stories I like to tell on it, and put it on equal footing in terms of your own importance with the stuff that you're doing on AEW television, it's national television for god's sake Get me, you're making me give Tully Blanchard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than we can't rule out Sabu, obviously, because he's always in everybody's Rolodexes, <laughs> and Adam Cole might have got on the blower. Is there any way that if the Jericho thing is a red herring, and especially if these happen to no longer be busy in the tournament, the BCC picked Daniel Garcia? And he's like, oh, uh, I, I kind of want to do that. They could say we didn't think we'd ever go to someone from the JAS. Build them up. But here we oh, are. Yeah. Make you think it's Jericho, but Daniel Garcia showed his potential from the start. We think he can be saved. And Jericho would be like raging. Yeah. And then that can spin off more into the Jericho Garcia Guevara stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that as well. But probably Ibushi and Jericho tonight. Yeah. yeah. I think so. It's yeah. 1 1. Yeah. I've got now <laughs> against Jericho, and he'll probably be amazing in the match. Not amazing. Adequate in the match. <laughs> He's not been very good in the other two Blood and Guts matches. In the match. He'll be in the match. He'll be in the match. His performance in the first Blood and Guts was, uh, he did nothing and then took about, it's like watching the Iron Sheik climb yeah. up the cage. <laughs> it was. What? By the time we get, it's going to be Blood and Guts 12 by the time he gets it. By the time Chris Jericho climbs that cage, the pandemic will be finished. <laughs> and, instead, and instead, by the time we got to the top, it was just AEW. Oh, great. <laughs> Falling into cardboard. <laughs> but your basically, arms. they better... Announce Jericho first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let us know. Then they go, oh, oh, it's a bushy. Yeah. <laughs> well, being facetious, go to a bushy in AEW will be goaded. And I'll tell you one thing. If they want people who are like, oh, Jericho, to really get on board with Blood and Guts, have a bushy do his tragically named murder boy shtick to Chris Jericho, where Chris Jericho starts, like, punching him, and Ibushi just goes, What? <laughs> and then kills him. Yeah. 
that's the way to get the best out of those two being the entrance. But let us know who you think. Mm, indeed, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, the NXT review. Good one again uh, is available right now, and we'll be back tomorrow to review AEW Dynamite, of course. Um, but for now, this has been the AEW Dynamite preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag. A watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 